Why did you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Suck my white ass ball! You ain't cool unless you pee your pants! This is not my name. Who tells you this is my name? She can say butthole if she wants to. I am the smartest man alive! What is with the world? It just makes me so sad and gay. everyone, welcome to Sandler's List. I'm Hunter Baldwin, and with me today is Ibrahim Flynn. What is up, Ibrahim? Welcome to hell, you fucking piece of shit. You fucking cocksucker. Real fitting. Real real fitting for today. Uh, and real fitting, great way to welcome our guest today, Piper McLaughlin. How's it going, Piper? Great. All right. That was uh, quite the intro. Howdy, Piper. Howdy, Ibrahim. So this uh, this fine week, uh, we put off watching Little Nicky from uh, the year two thousand. I uh, was dreading this and put this off to the last possible time to watch this. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know if you were looking forward to this one or not. No, not at all. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I feel like this is becoming a chore. Doing this show yeah. is uh, something I don't look forward to. Because uh, I know that I have to watch one of these movies, and then I have to talk to you, and uh, both of those things uh, are not high up on my priority list. Yeah, I feel like I'm in hell myself. Yeah, Much yeah. Like which our uh, friend, <laughs> our friend Nikki from uh, from hell. Uh, so if you haven't seen this one, uh, good on you. That's uh, pretty nice. You're pretty lucky on that. Um, but this one is about uh, our friend Little Nikki who lives in hell with his dad and his two brothers. His dad, of course, is Satan. You may have uh, heard of him. Yeah, maybe. Once or twice. Uh, he, uh, he resides in Ibrahim's cell phone. Uh, we learned that a couple episodes <laughs> ago, or maybe an episode ago. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. So just to kind of run down the plot on this one, uh, little Nicky's dad, you know, Satan, is uh, deciding that he's going to continue to rule hell but his brothers want to take over hell. So they go to earth to like raise hell and, uh, yeah, to make yeah. earth cool. And so, uh, little Nikki, uh, has to go get them and bring them back to hell in order to save his dad's life. Cause apparently if, uh, Satan's sons leave hell, Satan disintegrates. Yeah. I never want my sons to leave me. I'll die <laughs> if my sons ever leave. Oh no, that's really depressing. But uh all right, fair enough. <laughs> I hope you never have children. I'm just gonna put that out. Hey, me too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right, we're on the same page. I won't have kids if you don't. How about that? Deal. Okay. Um Piper, you you in on this? Is this a blood pack? Uh well I I would smear the blood on the computer <laughs> screen if that works. <laughs> Alright, yeah. let's do it. I already, I've already cut my hand open. Oh, we're cutting our hands open? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm bleeding already. Okay, alright. Well, I will cut something open as well. Uh, let's, uh, this, is a, this is good. This is fitting for, uh, for this episode. Um, so this is completely not really relevant right now. But, I mean, good, let's hear it. I'm looking at the filmography for Happy Madison Films. Because this is the first one we've watched. It's the second uh ever one the first one was deuce bigelow male gigolo before this um, okay but i'm looking down the list and we have the classic uh the hot chick and the director's name of that movie is tom brady <laughs> <laughs> i'm assuming it's the tom brady yeah it is he took in the off season he was like you know i really have this great idea for a movie called the hot chick and uh yeah i think uh, we'll get rob schneider in on that that's amazing i love that what else has tom brady done anything interesting um it doesn't look like much well he's busy winning super bowls uh he wrote and produced episodes of the simpsons that's actually pretty cool new episodes or old episodes um i 
think old episodes. I think it was before he did the hot chick. That's pretty cool. I hope he did Mr. Plow. That's my favorite episode of The Simpsons. And someone else's as well, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of us out there. We all love Mr. Plow. Um, Okay, so this movie came out in 2000. Uh, It has a uh, 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's uh, a little high. That's uh, way, way too high. I have such fond memories as a kid, and it holds up. Y'all are crazy. You think it holds up? Oh, I do so I much. I don't at all. And <laughs> I, the one, the only thing I liked about this movie is like it's very, very much of a time, and like a lot of the stuff in it like reminded me of just like the '90s and growing up around that. It time. was like it reminded you of listening to POD and Lincoln Park and Hell just yeah, jamming exactly. all the time, eating, eating Popeyes fried chicken. Yeah. That's like the things that stood out to me in this movie. P.O.D., which has, they have multiple songs in this movie, and Popeye's Fried Chicken. Those are the two things that, when I thought of this movie, I remember thinking uh, Popeye's Chicken is the shiznit. Yeah, that's literally the only thing I remembered from this movie. Same here. And then the, like, record backwards part. I I didn't remember that until I just watched it. And, uh, yeah, Chicago played backwards as some sort of satanic message. I didn't remember. I didn't remember anything from this. I kind of remember that Adam Sandler talked in a really annoying voice that wasn't his typical really annoying voice. Yeah, real weird. I don't understand what it was supposed to be, as usual. I think he was... uh, So, I, as I was watching it, I was like, he's trying to do like a Peter Dante impression, I think. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he doesn't... His Peter Dante impression is nowhere near as good as yours. Right. But still, it was like, uh, it was a weird, weird, really weird voice. I, uh, it was. I, so I we, spent most of the movie like mimicking it, trying to get it down. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I gotta go save my dad. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty decent. I don't now, remember you... what else he said. Was All right. So anymore. let's let's have him do a conversation. So we're going to have little Nikki talking to <laughs> no, Peter Dante. I don't know about that. I think you can do this. I have a lot of faith. I'm not talented enough for that. <laughs> All right. Well, you can practice it. We're, we're going to have it on another episode. We're going to have little Nikki talking to Peter Dante. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have, uh, we'll, we'll get Whitey in there too. I think, I think you could do a good Whitey. Yeah. I have maybe, a lot of yeah. Faith. <laughs> that was impressive. I think, I think that that made <laughs> watching this movie worth it, even though that was uh, really miserable. I feel like in the hands of someone like more competent, this movie actually could have been really good. Like the like I liked the stuff with the heavy metal guys, like that was kind of fun. Like uh, Peter Dante. Yeah, with Peter Dante and the fucking crazy eyes guy. Yeah, crazy eyes guy. Um I feel like that stuff could have been like pretty fun if it was someone good and like all the hell and devil stuff. Instead, it was just like a bunch of putting stuff up guys' asses and stuff like that. No, not just stuff and not just guys. A pineapple up Hitler's ass. And putting guys up guys' asses. (laughs) Which, uh, that (laughs) sounds like it's uh, homophobic. There's nothing wrong with that. No. No, but like two full men inside of an ass. Two. (laughs) Once again, Hitler's ass. Yeah. That's so funny. the only person that gets anything up their ass is Hitler. No, then uh, the one guy was being fucking uh, sexually assaulted by the bird the whole time. Yeah, but the bird didn't even have a penis. Yeah, but it, come on. And you, nope. you knew that's what nope. they were trying to say. Nope, the bird was just <laughs> humping him, like dry humping him. That's not like that bad. For hell, like that's not that bad. Yeah, he kept saying, I deserve this. He seemed <laughs> relatively okay with it. Um, and the way he, that guy got to hell um, was from, from doing something that you are familiar with. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about John Lovitz uh, yeah. spying on a girl from a tree, right? Yeah. You got yeah, a friend so, that's into that sort of thing, don't okay, you? Okay, yeah, I was going to clarify there. <laughs> uh, I've never done this. I'm not a peeping Tom. Um, yeah, maybe I do have a friend who might, may or may not have gone to jail for doing something similar to this. 
Uh, but his story, uh, you know, his story makes him sound like the innocent party. And in he, he was uh, wrongly convicted of, of being a peeping Tom. He was eating pizza in the tree. The girl knew he was there. No, nothing weird about that. Nothing weird. Yeah, just hanging out. So let's get your, your libel off the air, man. That's uh, keep his innocent name clean ridiculous um but, okay yeah. go so john, go. john lovitz john lovitz uh he's uh he ends up going to hell after being shot in the face with a slingshot uh and falling to his death out of a tree uh but he but before that he sings ladies night which uh he reprises his role in a way from the wedding singer yeah he's awesome. singing yeah i like what he sings and he does like a cool dance too he was kind of funny in this, maybe. He was probably <laughs> one of the funniest parts, I would say. No, absolutely. No, the, no. This what? whole fun, this whole movie was super funny. I I don't know. I you you keep saying that it's really <laughs> funny, but you have very little to say. I can quote you every single line of this movie from start to finish. All right, let's let's hear one quote. Your scenarios. What? What was? What was that? What are you talking about? That's what Hitler says when he, uh, the Satan makes him pick the big size pineapple. Okay. Okay. So you're telling me you could quote any line from this movie, and the line you choose is "You're serious" from Hitler. Serious. Serious. Which I don't think is a German word by any means. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Fairly you know confident. More, you know more about that stuff than I do. So about German or Hitler? About Hitler and all that kind of I stuff. Am, I am a, a historian, if that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, just like those guys, those other guys. Um, <laughs> what? What other guys? Uh, the bald ones that are what, that have the what? tattoos. I am bald and I have <laughs> tattoos. Where are we going with this? <laughs> okay, that's. <laughs> That's it, man. You're, you're okay, one of those all right, guys. Fair then. enough. You're one fair of those enough. Guys. I'm one of, the, one of those guys, a historian with tattoos. Fair enough. I think that's reasonable. I think that's a reasonable assumption to make. So what else about this movie happened? <laughs> well, I, I will tell you there's a dog in this movie named Mr. Beefy. Yeah. Who, when I said John Lovitz was the best part, I lied. Mr. Beefy was freaking amazing. Maze balls. <laughs> I didn't say that, I, and I will never. <laughs> it say that. it did kind of cut before you finished saying "amazing," so it's gonna sound like you said "maze balls." No, I did not say "maze balls." <laughs> I will never say that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't say things like that. But no, moving on. Mr. Beefy was great. Uh, there is a interesting fact about Mr. Beefy. He had a a, a baby, a little puppy. Uh, who they uh, named Meatloaf, uh, and he is Adam Sandler, well, was Adam Sandler's dog until he passed away, sadly, uh, and was replaced with uh, Matzo Ball. So, Do you think yeah. the dog killed itself because it had to be around Adam Sandler so much? That's a really depressing thought. If it was a person, I'd be like, that's funny. But if it's a dog, it makes me sad. I don't like it. Well, all dogs go to heaven, so... Hey, I like that. I like that thought. That's a good thought. I, I always think that all dogs go to heaven, and then I think back on what you said and think maybe there's no heaven. Yeah, well, hell is good, though, actually, so they can go to hell, too. No, they're not going to hell. They're going to go to your heaven, where they get the 72 virgins. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, those guys don't like dogs very much. What? Why don't they like dogs? I don't know. They're not, like, very queen- Wait, clean wait, cleanliness is like wait, go very back. emphasized. Cleanliness is next to godliness. But wait, who is the cleanliness for? The Muslims? Yeah. And you're Muslim. Yeah. There those but guys, your room does not look clean. Yeah, I'm not that Muslim. So that's a generalization. <laughs> no. And it's also a generalization that Muslims don't like dogs, which is a generalization I've okay, never heard. No. Alright. I know some of those guys. They're not You are one. Yeah, that's how I know them. (laughs) 
And none of these guys uh, like dogs? No, they just don't really like them that much. It's not like they have, like, a hatred for them. It's just, like, they don't really want them around. They think they're gross. This is just the, some people that you know. I I'm don't gonna, think you can just say... I'm going to do a real weird <laughs> Google search. Do Muslims hate dogs? <laughs> yeah. I don't like that, that do Google search. Do Muslims circumcise? What? What? They're circumcising dogs? <laughs> do Muslims have dogs? <laughs> <laughs> okay look at oh, this don't die. though dogs are not recommended as pets they are allowed to be kept especially if used for work and protection see I think that's reasonable I could see yeah I could see that I think that you're wrong on this I think sure I maybe they're just, not recommended yeah they, it's that's what I'm saying it's not like they're not well, I don't like, think Christian God goes around and recommends that Christians have dogs. I don't think Buddha goes around and recommends that Buddhists have dogs. So Muhammad just didn't recommend dogs. That doesn't mean that Muslims hate dogs. Look, they even had to have um, protests um, walk your dog in front of a mosque day. That's a protest? Yeah. Because like, and who was doing it? I think the bad guys were doing it. Wait, who's the bad guy in this situation? The white guys. Okay, fair enough. I thought you were saying the Muslims were the bad guys. We've had enough of that on this show. Um, a man claims Muslim protesters kicked his dog <laughs> cupcake. His dog cupcake? Oh my god, no. <laughs> his English master. Ooh, I wouldn't want to kick a master. That sounds like a dangerous move. One man wrote that he would throw po protesters into a lake of fire and shoot their dogs. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> See, was, that guy didn't that, like dogs. That guy that wanted to shoot the dogs, was he Muslim? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's not read this. this We're going to incite violence. No, I don't, we, don't, we do not encourage okay. violence against one, Muslims. One more thing. Even if they hate dogs. The Quran mentions dogs twice, including the okay. permission to eat meat that has been carried by hunting dogs. In another okay, verse, a group of believers and their dog escape their persecutors by hiding in a cave. Okay. So they had dogs. No big deal. Oh, they didn't like to have them, now. It didn't say that in the Quran, so this is just something you're making up. Okay, here we go. While many Muslims believe scripture approves canine companions, many, it does. many also believe scripture discourages Muslims from keeping dogs in their homes. This belief is partly based on the dog. Okay, well, so the jury's out on this, really. No, the jury's not out. The Muslims thing, like dogs. The, no, the thing is, is that there's like a discussion whether or not they do. And the fact that I mean, there's a discussion in the first place... No, I, I mean, there's, there's something there. Whether I should have a dog or not. Like, if you... There's no conversation, do white people like dogs? Sure there is. Google it. <laughs> no, because we all know they love dogs. Okay, fine. Do Asian people not like dogs? A, Don't, Google not, Don't Google that. Don't Google that. I'm not making a judgment on anyone who does or doesn't like dogs. I'm just saying culturally dogs are looked at differently in Islam. Well, fine. How do you feel about dogs? I love them. Okay, good. And your opinion on Mr. Mr. Uh, Beefy? Not very funny, but he's a dog. And he was adorable. And I thought he was kind of funny sometimes. I didn't think so. He's like, I'm Did a dog. Did you notice his like weird CGIP? Um, I he was peeing and it was really weird in CGI. <laughs> there was a lot of really, <laughs> made me really weird bad CGI. Like Mr. Beefy's face through the whole movie. Yep. When little <laughs> Nicky turned into a bunch of spiders uh, with his <laughs> face on them. That was fantastic. When people when, got... Oh, I didn't win. <laughs> the one that stood out to me was when he and like Valerie were like flying through the air in... Oh, yeah. That was bad. I liked it. I was like, <laughs> this, so this movie cost $85 million to make, and about $70 million of it was that CGI. Yeah. On Mr. Was... Beefy and the spiders and the flying. 
I was gonna say there's like a lot of stuff that seemed really expensive in this movie. Like they got all the CGI. They've got some really big actors in this. They've got an Aussie cameo. They got the Harlem Globetrotters. They got Henry Winkler. They got Regis Philbin doing a cameo. They got Dana Carvey making his first uh, is his first movie in many years. He hadn't been in one in quite a while. Wow. And he's playing Whitey, of all people, which uh, we'll be uh, seeing him again, I think, next week. Which one is that? The referee at the Harlem Globetrotter. Oh, so that's like the guy from Eight Crazy Nights. I did not remember that he was. And you got to say, Dana Carvey does a, a hell of a Whitey, like super impressive. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, that's like the exact same guy. I would have thought that Dana Carvey played Whitey in Eight Crazy Nights because it was so good. Yeah, it was pretty much the same voice. And I didn't know that was Dana Carvey. I thought it was just a regular old guy. That's depressing. I think I would recognize Dana Carvey just about anywhere. Remember how he was good once and then we kind of just think he's good? Are we talking about Dana Carvey? Yeah. In Mass Guys? Yeah, that, greatest movie that's ever. when he was really good. <laughs> Do you guys know the 9-11 story about Master of Disguise? <laughs> no, but I'm ready to hear it. Um, so they were filming um, that like movie when it happened in New York. And um, while 9-11 happened, they were shooting the turtle scene. <laughs> 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 and so they did like a moment of silence uh, where like... And he's dressed up like a turtle? <laughs> yeah. Doing a moment of silence for 9-11? Yeah, like right after it happened. All right, well, that's amazing, and it makes me like Master of Disguise even more, so that's fantastic. What was, like, his stand-up set on Netflix? Ooh, I don't know if I even Where saw it. Where it was, like, it, I didn't watch it, but it was, like, sorry, I'm a, a white, straight male. Yeah, you should be apologizing for that. I think that's reasonable. No, but it was like a fucking, I don't know, come on. Are you telling me he was being sarcastic? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I called, liked Dana Carvey until just now. He named it Straight White Male 60. Well, I think that was a description of who he is. He was 60 years old when he put that out. That's insane that he's that old. Right? You still view him as Garth. Yep. I wish we could just keep him as that forever. That would be cool. We not only keep him that age, like cryogenically frozen that age, but we keep like force him to just be Garth all the time. Yeah. He's like a slave. And every TV show and every movie is Wayne's World. No, I think that we could have regular movies, but with cameos by Garth. Okay. <laughs> it's like Star Wars featuring Garth. Oh yeah, that actually would be good. I <laughs> know. We're quite aware of it. Um So yeah, so this movie was uh let's let's get back to little Nikki here. This movie was directed by Stephen Brill. Um he sucks. He does uh, a lot of really bad bad movies. This yeah. is the first Adam Sandler movie that he's directed, but he's actually been in multiple. He's played kind of extras uh in a few of the other uh movies that we've already done. Um, nothing really notable, nothing that I would really bring up, but, uh, this is the first of, of many disasters that he's going to bring up. Uh, so that's exciting. He's not even the first one that comes up when I just search Stephen Brill. Who comes up when you search Stephen Brill? Uh, we got a lawyer up before him. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Cause Stephen Brill sucks. Yep. So fuck you, uh, Stephen Brill. Go fucking kill yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully he's still alive. Otherwise, that would be insensitive. He wrote the Mighty Ducks. Okay, he is forgiven. That is awesome. Yeah, that's about the only good thing he's ever done with <laughs> his whole life. Oh, man. I I am not looking forward to any more of his movies. But He is still alive, unfortunately. Hey, that is that is messed up. Um, uh, oh, he, Dan Marino makes a cameo in this movie. Yep, that's true. 
That's a uh, big hell trying to sell his soul to the devil to win a Super Bowl. I would also like to note that Stephen Brill was also one of the central players involved in a controversy along Harvey Weinstein. Are you saying that he was sexually assaulting women? I uh, know it was a different kind of controversy. Apparently, it had to do with the reshooting and editing of Fanboys. So, not oh, quite. the Star Wars. Yeah, not quite as bad, I guess. A little, Wait. a little less bad. I didn't know they had to reshoot Fanboys. Now I want to see the original cut. Yeah, I guess they did, and it's all Harvey did Weinstein's you see that movie? fault. No. Oh, I really liked it. I shouldn't, but I did. You should watch it. All we right. should watch it for this show. We're going to watch it for this show. Yes. <laughs> so how about that <laughs> nipple guy in the movie? There was actually two nipple guys. Yeah, out. are we talking about Kevin Nealon or are we talking about Opie's little brother? Okay, well, there's nipple guy and there's a titty guy. We'll go with that. Tit head guy. Tit head. Yeah. He had big old titties on his head. Uh, not and funny. Then, no, not funny. And then we had Ron Howard's little brother, who it plays a disgusting man who rubs his nipples. Oh, you think those kind of guys are disgusting that uh, dress up like women and rub their nipples and dance around? You've heard it here first, guys. The, it was gross. Like, if you don't think it was gross... <laughs> There's something wrong with you. I have nothing against people that dress like women. I think we've established that I don't have a problem with that. But I don't want to see Ron Howard's little brother touch his nipple. I just don't. Okay? Yeah, that part um, was not great. It wasn't very funny. What a sort of like a Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs kind of parody thing going on. Hunter has a weird thing about nipples. I think they're gross. Let's get into that it. it. That's it. I just Go think off. that they're gross, and I don't want to see them. He doesn't like like getting his nipples touched. He doesn't want no nipples. Nipples are gone. Well, I don't. This is not something I. I don't think we should talk about my nipples on the podcast. I don't want to talk about other people's nipples. What about We're getting girl a little nipples. too personal over here? He no, was. girl nipples are gross, man. We should get them removed. Yeah, that's what I do hear you talking about all the time. I just I don't know man nipples are weird I'm fine with I'm fine with everybody's nipples I just think I just think they're weird I just don't like them they are weird but I'm fine with them except for Ron Howard's little brother's nipple those are gross That's also fine. like really long nipples those are gross too <laughs> don't want any of that it's ridiculous so this, Can we move on from the yeah, nipples now? Sure. Okay. Um, this was a but, movie. So speaking of Buffalo Bill, uh, Grandma's boy is in this movie, uh, and he gave me a little bit of a Buffalo Bill vibe too. Why is that? Well, you know, at one point they're they're trying to send Nikki back to hell, and they're like, "Oh, we got to kill him. We got to kill Nikki." And he was like, "I've always wanted to kill somebody." And then he drowns Nikki, and I don't know, like he was just real creepy and weird, yeah. and uh, he just gave me a Buffalo Bill vibe. I think how far back they shaved his head to, to oh, like make God. it look like he had a really big forehead made him look real. <laughs> it was yeah, real weird. They, they <laughs> fucked up his hair for that. That was kind of funny. Uh, uh, you know, and I love, I love him, but he was just really was unsettling in this movie. But you know, I, I think Peter Dante really takes the cake like he he was yeah. the star of this movie i thought he was, he was good super in it. funny it was just his line delivery like <laughs> everything he said was funny yeah we talked about last week um how like both of these actors kind of don't have a lot of range in my opinion i think like stupid metalhead is like right about where that's peter dante's wheelhouse going Absolutely. really anywhere out of there i think is probably not a good idea but that worked for him. It really makes me sad that he was nowhere to be found in Airhead. Like, he could have been so perfect in Airhead. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then when they tried to, like, in the beginning, when they tried to do, like, uh, Grandma's Boy's character, like, more seriously, that was really bad. And you, he is such a fucking bad actor. 
Are you talking about when he was talking to his grandma in the mirror? No. That was that weird was, and uncomfortable. Yeah, but like before he became like a real big weirdo and was like that a was comedic like the first character. time you see him he's no. talking to himself in the mirror <laughs> yeah okay but then like when he's like like once like adam sandler shows up and he's like the hard-ass he introduces him yeah he's like the hard-ass roommate like like no dogs allowed yeah he was real real weird. bad yeah he, his acting was not good it kind of makes me wonder how he ended up getting his own movie that he starred in yeah he's not good at all <laughs> No, it was it was not impressive, but I still love him. I still think he's great. Um uh Quentin Tarantino uh was another cameo in this yeah. one. Why don't we just talk about just how there's a lot of people that were cameos in this and we'll just list them off and then that'll be the episode for today. Okay. We did most of them, so uh did we get Rodney Dangerfield? Uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, hey, he's in it. I feel like we could still find more. Um, that's... I really related to Quentin Tarantino's character because I run into polls constantly <laughs> as a blind person. She she essentially is a blind person. If you see her glasses, they're about four inches thick. She looks like Mr. Magoo. Well, amen to that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, Quentin Tarantino plays a, a very religious man who rants on the street corner. As a matter of fact, I saw a guy I was walking to the Chinese food place over by my house a couple of days ago, and there was a guy standing there, and he's yelling, abortion's legal, gay marriage is legal, we're letting Mexicans into our country, we need Jesus more than ever. And he was just ranting and yelling, and, uh, and maybe it was Quentin Tarantino, I don't know. But uh, then this like person came, where they had like a mullet, and they were wearing like a skirt, and they were real like, dirty, like they hadn't showered or anything in a lot of time possibly a homeless person and scared him off so that person was my hero for the day the preacher yeah. guy no the hero was not <laughs> not the preacher okay the hero was the transient transient was the savior don't try to don't try to make me seem like a bigot all right now i'm starting to get what your whole thing about me having a shaved head and tattoos was about yeah now you get it oh i don't like it i don't like it one bit yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't have AB tattooed on your face. What? What does AB mean? I'm not even hip <laughs> on the white supremacist tattoos. Explain this. You're that's the one who a, knows about that's it. That's the Aryan Brotherhood. Wasn't oh, Aryan it? Brotherhood. I know about that. But I didn't know yeah, you got AB. you do know about that. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I thought they just got swastika tattoos. I didn't know they got letters. Maybe well, yeah. like an iron cross or something. Well, you do have those, too. No, no, I don't. I don't have any of those. <laughs> oh, People can see me man. on my vast social media presence. So if they want to see <laughs> all of my tattoos and see that they're not Hitler-related whatsoever, they can. Okay, I'll post a picture of you on the Sandler's List Twitter later. That'll be, what, the third post on that Twitter of all time? Yep. Oh, fantastic. Well, maybe and if yeah, some of these motherfuckers would go follow it. Hey, that's true. No, but do what you want to do. Damn you do you. I don't there. care. Yeah. They're, so, they're about they're about as present as our guest is so far today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how about that Patricia Arquette? She was really cute in this. I thought. Yeah, it made me sad that she's in this because she's really good and she's in a, a lot of really well, good stuff. Well, she's not good in this. She was terrible in this. The <laughs> yeah. fact that she's an Oscar winner, like if this is the movie you saw and they were like, Oscar winner, Patricia Arquette, you'd be like, what the hell? Makes no sense. Can we talk about how she just lets little Nikki like lick her hand for like a, a quick minute there? I didn't even like register that. Does that happen? When they're eating like gelato or whatever they're eating, he let like she like he's enthralled with her perfume and he like lick her hand and she's just whatever that well, happened. They're both a couple of weirdos. <laughs> she is. She's she's a strange person. She seems to run like a little booth where she sells trinkets in New York. Yeah. Um, she's got glasses. She looks like Mister Magoo. <laughs> um. She's uh, but I thought she was super cute in this. I think when she was younger, she was cute, but she doesn't fit like the archetype of the typical blonde Adam Sandler 
woman. I mean, she was definitely blonde, yeah. but she was also kind of just a goofball, which fit. I mean, it worked for little Nikki. It made a lot of sense. And, and she had a little bit of character development, which is better than some of the others, but still not as much as like, uh, like Vicky from the water boy. I feel like I kind of understood her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't even remember what Patricia Arquette's name was in this. Uh, no, I don't remember. It's Valerie. Valerie. Nikki and Valerie. <laughs> yeah, that was an impressive, <laughs> impressive little Nikki right there. Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Valerie. I can't do it. I can't do it. I You're lost getting better. It. You're getting closer. Keep oh, practicing. Man. I think the time that you did a Peter Dante impression, it was like about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I thought you seem to have a connection with this movie. I thought that's just how he talked. I do have a connection with this movie. I do remember like a lot of the jokes from uh, when I was a kid. I remember like my younger cousins thinking the part where the dog is sleeping hilarious. The first time that I ever saw this movie, uh, my best friend's dad had brought like a bootlegged copy home from china nice. and you could tell that somebody had re- recorded it in a theater on their camcorder I miss and those. So, oh my gosh this quality was way better than that yeah we we got this on uh on cinemax we did that seven day free trial on cinemax because this there movie is freaking nowhere to be found like you can't rent it on itunes you have to buy it it's not streaming anywhere. I feel like Adam Sandler's hiding. This. I bet it's because they got like fucking 50 licensed songs in it. And they're not even good songs. It's P.O.D. and Linkin Park. There's some good songs. What good song? Incubus? That was good. <laughs> yeah, I liked the Incubus part. And then the song that played right before it. Um, oh, the acoustic version of Everlong for some reason. The soundtrack to this movie... <laughs> is possibly the best soundtrack ever. Wait, we watched The Wedding Singer, yeah, and you think that true. this is the best soundtrack? That is absurd. This movie, I love the soundtrack. So you're just telling me that you're really into new metal. I think Disturbed is on this soundtrack. Great. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I don't know, like... Uh, and we talk about how cool like the opening sequence is with those like 90s flames on everything. It looks like it was created in PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was the worst <laughs> thing I think I've ever seen. Like the fact that this movie cost $85 million and that was the opening sequence is really I pathetic. Mean, like that's Flaming the kind of Those are the kind of things that I did like about it. Like I said, like the parts that show it's like really of a time. Like there's like it doesn't hold up at all because of it, but I like I haven't seen stuff that looked like that in a really long time. Good. I'm glad that that kind of stuff is gone. It's awful. But you know what it kind of reminded me of is another one of Piper's favorite movies, uh, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Yeah, that's, that's a movie. <laughs> that that's a movie. So Piper yeah. loves it. I just have a thing for like terrible Hell. metal movies. Yeah, it's it's hell. It's not metal. <laughs> like I think there's a big difference. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. So that shut her up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll show you. <laughs> show you to like movies. How dare you? Whatever. I'm a Satanist. Oh, okay. That's great. You and Ibrahim both. Yeah. We uh we established what your uh, phone's passcode is. Zero six six six. All right, and we'll just leave that in there. I don't care. Fuck it. Nobody's also, gonna have my phone. It's also your pin uh, at the bank zero six six six. No. So. Well, he's saying that to throw you off the trail, <laughs> but I'm pretty confident it's definitely zero six six six. He's got a lot of money in there. He was flashing his cash before the episode started. <laughs> no, he talked I, about how his oscillating <laughs> fan came on and blew all of his wads of 20s around the room. And, and I'm not I, even kidding. That yeah, really happened. It did happen. But I have a lot of cash. I don't have that much in the bank. No, no liquid assets? No. He's investing it all into rental properties. I've been blowing my wads everywhere. <laughs> Um, so how much longer do we have to do this? 
Uh, this is the last episode. I think. is that what you mean? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> really difficult. Like I really like, dread watching an Adam Sandler movie uh, every single week. It's painful. It's uh, not the most fun thing. It is taking a toll on my physical well-being. <laughs> One of the things that I find really interesting is when this movie came out, Roger Ebert said this was the best Adam Sandler movie yet. And it still is. No! That's just inherently untrue. The Wedding Singer is better. Big Daddy is better. Going Overboard is better than this movie. I would agree with that even, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's, that's how bad this was. Like, listening to Adam Sandler talk out of the side of his mouth for an hour and a half is one of the most grating things <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. And if you just like want to hear about just stuff going up people's asses and people getting like sexually assaulted, you can just look on Pornhub. A lot of like talking badly about gay people or gay stuff. There wasn't like a ton of talking bad about gay people. They just infer that uh, Grandma's boy is gay a couple times and make fun of it. But I mean, like, I'm not defending it by any means. Yeah. It just wasn't like a lie. It was just like three references of uh, of Grandma's boy being gay, and I think that he probably was. So he just needed to own up to it. No, he was. It says at the end that uh, I think he's gay. I think it said right at the end. Yeah, it says, uh, "And Grandma's boy, I think he's gay." Right? <laughs> that was what it said. Yeah. That final final slide of um. And I guess you could say that it's kind of homophobic to say that a punishment is getting a uh, pineapple shoved up your ass. Some people like that. Yeah. And also, there's like a lot of um, bad, not funny stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's the whole movie. I think we've established that. Yeah, that's... um, How about when they felt the titties on that guy's head? What about that part? On Kevin Nealon's head. Yeah, that was uh, supposed to be really funny. That was supposed to be, like, one of the big punchlines throughout the whole movie. And then, like, this giant monkey man, like, feels the boobs. And then they had babies together. Yeah. That was supposed to be funny. Monkeys with titties on their head. His name is Gary. Really? When did it establish (laughs) that the monkey man's name was Gary? When Tithead is, like, chasing him around saying, Gary's so hairy! Gary's so hairy! (laughs) I, I so I would I like that you caught that because I did not. Yeah. But I was just like, as you were saying, his name is Gary. I was picturing you reading like the official novelization of the movie <laughs> because you love it so much. Like you went out and like bought the book, and you're like, I know every character's name and backstory. Like you could tell us the backstory of the uh, of the demon that thought that Popeye's chicken was the shiznit. I can't that but one of those demons bites a bunny's ear off which is crossing the line yeah that was upsetting a lot of things in this movie were upsetting i did not like it oh but i will say that the actor that they got to play hitler was pretty decent i didn't think he was great he was just kind of chubby he was just like chubby yeah yeah that's fine hitler can be chubby sure i don't see why not you don't tell me what hitler is body positivity it's right. Versus this movie's kink shaming, you know, if I like pineapples or whatever, and now now you're saying that Hitler can't be fat. Well. Going back to the, the Globetrotter game, the guy who brings little Nikki onto the to participate in like the basketball tournament is this brother in law from the wedding scene. Wait, like the guy in the velour tracksuit with the styrofoam hair? Yeah. He's unrecognizable. (laughs) It would have been better if he had styrofoam hair. Now we're getting somewhere. That is is pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. We can also look back to the uh, police chief, who is better called Saul's brother, who was also uh, the head of the radio station (laughs) in Overhead. That's true. So was, we have a lot of connections. I, yeah, I forgot. I was like, did we see this guy in another movie before? Yes, we saw him in Airheads and also Better Call Saul. Yeah, I remember Better Better Call Saul. Better Call him. I also want to talk about Satan's um, like velour onesie. I remember like 
being super disgusted by that as a kid, <laughs> and it's not as bad as it looked. No, it's just like uh, like pajamas. I don't think it's that bad. But like you could see like his like fat tummy like it just stop ugh. fat shaming people. What is going <laughs> on with this episode? Yeah, this is fucked up. This is ridiculous. Are you going to make some kind of homophobic comment next? What's going on here? I would never no. do that on this show. Oh my goodness. That's good. I'm <laughs> glad I can keep the two of you in check. Getting out of hand. Um, so, speaking of Patricia Arquette, I wish we watched True, Ma- True Romance instead. I wish we watched Boyhood. Yeah. That's a long I think, one. I think that's what it is a long movie. But I think it's what she won an Oscar for, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, see? Look at my film knowledge. Hey, it's um, a long movie to watch, but it, it was even longer for them to make. Hey, that was that whole kid's life. He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so this movie was nominated for multiple Razzies, uh, Golden Raspberry Awards. It was nominated for Best or Worst Director, Worst Actor, Worst Actress for Patricia Arquette, Worst Screenplay, and Worst Picture. And I think it deserved all of those, <coughs> but it lost all of them. Can you give me <laughs> who uh, beat those out? Absolutely. One movie won every one of those categories, and it was John Travolta's Battlefield Earth. Hey, I haven't even seen it, so. It's pretty awesome. It's about Scientology. Um, <laughs> oh, so, yeah. like, so John Travolta plays an alien that is apparently in the book of Scientology who comes to Earth uh, and enslaves mankind. And it's pretty cool. They speak, like, another language, and he wears, like, nose plugs through the whole movie. <laughs> it's freaking awesome, like, sci-fi nose plugs. I'm into it. If you haven't seen that one, you should. It's way better than Little Nicky. I think you're the only one here. Mm, I mean, yes, in this room, absolutely. But in the world, no. It has a cult following. A lot of us, uh, you know, we meet up at midnight and we watch this movie in the theaters because it tells us a lot about our our Lord and Savior, uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Anybody? No? My... All right. Hello. Goodbye, I, everyone. I, hey. <laughs> uh, there's a, one more thing I want to talk about. Wait, wait. Go um, on. So, Little Nicky uh, was released as a game for the Game Boy. Yep. I was going to bring have that you, up, and then I forgot. Have you played it? No, I haven't. I watched we it. We need to get our hands on it. You watched some of it? I yeah. I watched um, the Go Off Kings stream it on Twitch one time. Um, and was it amazing? Yeah, it was. It looked like a really good game. <laughs> I mean, Game Boy games, like action adventure Game Boy games, are naturally pretty meh. I remember playing Home Alone a lot when I was little, and I kind of <laughs> loved that game. And I think I still have it somewhere, and I might play it again. But I just can't imagine Little Nicky being any good. Not to mention, the Game Boy came out in like 1988, and they were still releasing games for it in 2000. That's freaking crazy. I think like, who it was, was developing these games. Game Boy Color. I saw it in color. Yeah, but the Game Boy Color is the exact same like cartridges as the Game Boy. Or maybe they made a like a different one too. Hold on a moment. Well, I'm excited to look it up. I'm I'm gonna try to buy it. No, yeah, it was Game Boy Color. I'll play that. Yeah, I I think that we would all play it. So I think we should do an episode dedicated to us playing this game. All right. To my knowledge, it's the only video game that stars an Adam Sandler character. It looks like really hard because of how bad it is when I watched it being played. Yeah, Game Boy games are really difficult. Yeah, Um, we're going to play it. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Hey, I think we missed a cameo. We got uh, Chubbs in heaven. Oh, yeah, of course. How could we forget? This movie was one big callback to all of the other Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. We've got The Wedding Singer. We've got Airheads. We've got uh, Happy Gilmore. Like, it's not even, it's barely even its own movie at this point. It's just, if you haven't seen other Adam Sandler movies, a lot of the jokes and references don't even, like, make sense. That's how bad this movie was. Yeah. 
I think it makes you appreciate this movie more. Only if you've seen those other movies, and if you're any self-respecting person, you haven't. The the Chubbs part was like cool for like a second if they left it at that and then they just kept going like hey do you remember do you fucking remember this shit you fucking idiot all in the hips oh all in God. the hips for like literally <laughs> half of the movie Repeat. yeah oh man so one of my favorite things right now in this moment is that piper really wanted to be on this to defend this movie and we have just shit on it so hard <laughs> that she's just sitting here just like stunned just like has nothing to say or kings of logic that's right the way that you destroyed my childhood uh with the water boy we are now destroying her childhood little nick it's true that's all she has to say is that it's true that we've ruined it she took like a bunch of notes (laughs) and just has nothing to say they're all just like (laughs) the one-liners that like i found so awesome about this movie what was what was the the line that you quoted from this movie <laughs> you're sneerious yeah you're sneerious thank you that's the one that's the standout line so if you haven't seen this movie and you're wondering if you should see it keep in mind the punchline the standout punchline is you're sneerious that is not even that's just the one that popped into my head the standout breakout line is when he's like asking uh valerie can i wash my winky in your kitchen sinky <laughs> <laughs> that uh, one is the I, one that I remember. I do specifically remember like thinking that was super funny as a kid though. <laughs> now, Piper no. thinks that's funny as an adult. <laughs> or the little ten year old kid who's like drunk saying I came here for the beer and bitches at the basketball game. <laughs> that's kinda cool. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. I don't even remember that one because the delivery was so poor. But if they had had a better actor, I might would have thought that was kind of funny. You might would have thought. I might would have thought. This is a Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> Yacht too. You got any more of these uh, classic one-liners? When they're like at the very end, when they're all hanging up uh, by their underpants, and he, Peter Dante is like talking. He says, uh, uh, "My underwear are so far up my ass, I can taste it." I say that okay. all the time. No, I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> Every day. Why? In what instance do you have where you would say, my underwear is so far up my ass I can taste it? When you have a wedgie. Do you have a lot of wedgies? All the time. She's wearing those Victoria's Secrets, which is a callback to John Lovitz uh, when Victoria shows him her secret. Yeah. I think Victoria just told me her secret. (laughs) I'm glad you know that. I'm really glad you do. And I'm glad I don't. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's solid. Uh, So we got another cameo here that we missed. Uh, Of course, Rob Schneider as you can do it guy. Oh, yeah. Who could forget? I didn't. I loved it. I was waiting. The whole time I was watching this movie, I kept thinking, this would be better with Rob Schneider (laughs) or David Spade or Steve Buscemi. And at least we got Rob Schneider in there, and it was better. It really was. Can we talk about how um, Ozzy was the hero of this movie and not Little Nicky? That is true, actually. Throughout the whole thing, Ozzy was really the key. He's the only one they really needed. But if uh, Satan's son, whose name I don't recall, hadn't turned into a bat, Ozzy would have been defenseless. Adrian. Yeah, Adrian. That's not a demon name. No. Damien is a demon name. Damien is the coolest name. I'm gonna have Damien is I'm gonna have five sons and name them all Damien. <laughs> Damien Flynn. I like it. What's their what are their middle names gonna be? Um Wait, we have, have made a blood pack that you can't have any sons. There's still blood all over my computer screen to remind me. Their middle name. <laughs> Better be good. Uh, I forgot it already. Damn it! Did anyone catch um little Nikki's shoes at like the very beginning? He was wearing like elf shoes, (laughs) but they were like skateboarding elf. Wait, what made of skateboarding shoes? They They looked like Will Ferrell's shoes, but black. (laughs) They just looked like skateboard shoes, but with like a little curl to the beginning. 
I mean, that's kind of awesome because he was into metal. And if you're into metal, if you listen to Pantera, you probably wear skate shoes. Elf. The big ones. My question is, why have they never made, like, elf shoes for real? Like, you've never seen those, like, at a store. Like, uh, like Alibaba-style, like, curly <laughs> shoes. I don't like, know. I would I wear don't know. <laughs> Would you not? Am I the only one? I think you are. I don't think I am. I think that if uh, if we started, I you know what? I'm going to start a business that sells curly shoes, and I think I'm going to be pretty successful. You wear them with Jinko jeans. Oh, right, you know what? So these are these are curly shoes. Okay, think think like uh, like Aladdin or Elf or uh, apparently Little Nicky for some reason. They're they're curly like that, but they also have soap. If you remember soap, so you can grind on stuff. <laughs> okay, and, now I'm in. Yeah, now and they, they have. It. They have heelys, so you can get some speed going up to what you're grinding on. <laughs> that sounds safe. <laughs> <laughs> and they have lights, so when you land from you doing your awesome grinding, they light up, so you so look badass. like a badass. That's so cool, man. So, so that's what they're going to be. I'm going to sell these. These are going to be huge. Look for them on Amazon starting next week, uh, or maybe I'll start a Kickstarter. Oh, I, I, uh, can we cut this out? Yeah, I don't want anybody sure. to get that Kickstarter before I start it. Okay. Okay. Thanks, dude. You're always so good at cutting <laughs> things out that I ask you to, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, what are friends for? Yeah, you're a good friend, and that's why we do this together. That's why we're going through this hell together. Uh-huh. We're not trapped. <laughs> we're not trapped in here at all. No. But I, the, the, like, it's not like we'll be freed once we finish this last movie. Or will we? I don't know. I'm Hold on, you disappeared. Okay, you're back. Okay, so um, <laughs> last thing here. I don't really have anything else for this movie. I'm sure Piper does, but we're not going to let her talk. Um, so last thing, uh, Marilyn Manson was supposed to make a cameo in this movie. I don't I know wish. if he was supposed to be in the role of Ozzy, uh, but I, so I decided I would uh, kind of write in his part of the movie. So so what happens is we, we see Nikki and he's hanging out with his new roommate, Grandma's boy, and he's hanging out with his two metal friends and they're, they're hanging out with Mr. Beefy and they're all in the apartment and everything. And then it just like the camera pans over to the apartment next door to Nikki's apartment, right? And that apartment's where Marilyn Manson lives. And he's over there and he's raping Dylan and Cole Sprouse. <laughs> and that is like the scene and it's like five minutes long and that's what's going on. And then the camera just pans back over. Are you okay? Are you okay up there? Yep. <laughs> you gonna be alright? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> a little sick. <laughs> so the camera just pans back over, back to Nikki, uh, and then it's never mentioned again. Because it, this movie is all about people doing terrible things and going to hell, right? So I just uh, thought that, <laughs> that would be that would be a really fitting scene. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> oh man so so that was my idea i think that we can cut that in to the movie and maybe yeah, like we'll, repackage it we'll, we'll try to do a reshoot or something yeah little nikki special edition i think is what we'll call it <laughs> <laughs> so that's all i got um so piper you have anything else to say about this movie you're the one that really loves it and you wanted to come on here to defend it and uh, and and I'm sorry that we've just kind of um, shot you down here. So this is your chance. This is your chance to take the floor and really convince people that this is a movie worth going out and spending like thirteen dollars and ninety nine cents to buy on iTunes. I thought it was fourteen ninety nine on iTunes. That's even worse. <laughs> I I just relate to a bunch of the characters in this movie. Who do you relate to? <laughs> the uh, Peter, Dante, and John. <laughs> Wait, the other character's <laughs> name is John. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and th those are the metalhead guys that uh, they're really into. <laughs> that's that's actually a pretty good line when he says, "Thanks, Judas," and he says, "More like Judas Priest." Nice. <laughs> or when they're like getting choked out by like the the police commissioner. <laughs> Better call Saul's brother. And uh, he drops them, and they're like, "Do it again! Do it again!" <laughs> I I really vibe with that. Yeah, we're getting a little bit too into your personal life yet again. Uh, 
uh, let's keep that uh, keep that on the DL. Um, so okay, so you relate to these two metalhead guys. They are not in this whole movie, so you really like this whole movie because of them. But I also relate to Valerie, who's the weird like art student. And she's got glasses like Mr. Magoo, just like you. Exactly. She's like weird and nerdy, and she likes the, like weird fucking looking guy. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> That's I'm upset, and I think we should end this episode. Personally. Yes, please. <laughs> All right, so. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. Um, don't watch this movie. I know that Piper is trying to convince you to. She did a poor job. So obviously, <laughs> don't watch this. Uh, or just do watch this, and you'll be thoroughly entertained. Yeah, if you have Skinamax already, you can go ahead and hop on there and watch it for free. Whatever you do, do not give Adam Sandler money for this. Uh, we do not need <laughs> to be encouraging things like this. This was terrible. Um, Ibrahim, do you have anything left to say about this? Um, Popeye's chicken is the shiznit. <laughs> great, great, thank you. Um, so yeah, so next week we're doing Punch Drunk Love. Uh, this I hope really fixes things for me. I think this is a, a you know a, a better movie, but I don't remember so. Hopefully uh, we enjoy this one a little bit more than we enjoyed Little Nikki. Uh, Piper, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on and uh, hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. This will be the last time you're on. Um, <laughs> so without uh, further ado, for Piper McLaughlin, Hunter Baldwin, and Ibrahim Flynn, uh, we're saying smell you later, poopsicle. End my life, please. <laughs>